Welcome to the Gifted in Real Life podcast, where we discuss all things gifted learner related, including, but not limited to parenting, teaching, counseling, and helping to launch gifted individuals for life. I'm your host, Juanika Brim, and I'm on a mission to serve gifted learners and their families by providing them with support, camaraderie, and resources to help them thrive in life. Help me to welcome today's guest, Eileen Kelleher. She's a therapist and a coach, and she works with gifted and twice exceptional learners. And I'm really excited to talk with her today. Um, Eileen, if you could start by just sharing a little bit about what you do, um, that would be great. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you, Juanita, for having me on your podcast. This is awesome. It's great to have another person in Illinois who's working with gifted and twice exceptional families. Um, So about me, uh, I am a therapist for gifted children and a coach for gifted adults. And so I, um, I started out uh, as a therapist for children and worked at, um, in community mental health and the foster care system and realized that I really love working with kids who are smart, have a lot of potential, but their um, mental health issues are getting in the way of them, you know, fully enjoying life and um, kind of achieving what they want to do. So that's, kind of how I started realizing that I love working with this group of people of gifted and twice exceptional kids. And as I've worked with them more, I've seen that, oh, wow, it's not just the child who needs support. It's also often the parents and adults that reach out to me. And so I started doing gifted coaching because I feel like there's there's something particularly difficult for the gifted adult when trying to fit themselves into kind of a mainstream system and that they need as much support and encouragement and also self-discovery as possible to kind of really uh, satisfy those kind of those drives, that intensity to also manage their sensitivity. So that's kind of why I started into coaching. That's awesome. You're exactly right. There are so many people who don't even know that they fit that criteria as an adult. Um, Case in point, my husband, I know he's gifted, um, but he was never identified um, in Mm -hmm. school. So I think it's really helpful to know that so that you can have that knowledge and it can be helpful to you as you navigate through the world. So Um, tell me about your introduction to giftedness. When did you first learn that it was a thing, I guess? Yeah, so I think that, uh, I first learned it was a thing in elementary school because of, in Illinois, I'm sure you know, there's so much standardized testing. And so you kind of learn early on where you sit in regards to your peers. And so, um, I tended to do well on those. And uh, so I started kind of going to schools where it's kind of for kids who test in and um, just kind of getting, getting called gifted at times. That was the main way I understood it. Um, but I think even at a young age, I realized that there's some particular difficulties that happen 
when you're someone who gets told that they're smart a lot, <laughs> that there's some there's something going on there. And so as I got older, as I um, kind of decided I wanted to be a therapist as my second career, then uh, when writing about the type of kids I like to work with to kind of discover my niche as a private practice therapist, I realized that I really liked working with kids who had this gifted quality. And so after that, I started meeting with parents and other people in the gifted community in Chicago and the suburbs. And they really had a wealth of information about it. And then I just started learning more and more about it as I worked with gifted kids. And it was, um, it's just something that's so kind of endlessly interesting for me. I feel like gifted people kind of need that challenge in terms of the work they do. Like <clears throat> you're never going to fully figure out the human mind. Right. <laughs> so I can kind of, it's something that keeps me interested. And then also when you bring twice exceptionality into it in terms of other difficulties um, besides mental illness, then there's just this whole other area of life that, um, not many people know about, like, I think families feel very isolated at times because they feel like no one understands. And so that's something that I think is also very important is developing social connections and support systems um, for gifted and 2E families. I think it's interesting that you work with um, adults who are gifted and also adults who have children who are gifted. Um, I wasn't allowed to be tested when I was in school. I grew up in a very rural Southern town and I'll leave it at that. Mm -hmm. However, um, I don't know that my mother was identified, but I know that she is. She did skip a grade and she went to college and, ma and majored in like chemistry and she has five degrees. And so I remember wow. people nicknaming her and our family as uh, like a professional student. And so you know, just through osmosis from her, I developed um, a love for learning. Um, and so yeah. it's, it's, it's really interesting. Some of the things that you do for fun, it's like with researching the brain, I like to do that too. Um, there was, I, I just, it just escaped me, but you, you touched on a point that I wanted to make, oh, about the isolation as a mom, as a new mom, you know, one of the things that you do sort of naturally without thinking, you meet other moms who have children about the age of yours. And pretty early on, you see that you have to temper what you say about your child and their milestones. They're normal right. to you, but they're not normal. Um, and case in point, like my kids were early readers. One of them could read at two and I didn't teach you know, and, and right. I, I, I thought it was a fluke the first time, and, <laughs> you know, but it kept happening. And, and I'm an educator by trade. So right. I, my point was, I'm, I'm really glad that, you know, someone or there are people out there like you who are available to provide that support, because it's a very lonely journey. At times, you can't just share things that your children do. I accidentally told a friend, um, who had a kid at my one of, at my kid's school at the time, and she was going on and on about a mother of a kid in her class who said that her child was gifted. And I said, "Well, so my kid's gifted too, but I don't. 
like to talk about it that much because people have very strange responses. So yes. on that note, can you think of times, I mean, I, I can remember a time with my son when he was at a baseball game and he was talking about um, some foreign country and some statistics and he was like six and a mom started to go into a serious debate with him. It was so bizarre. <laughs> Wow. It was so bizarre. So That's can very... you think of a time when you got a message maybe from adults in your life or that you just came into contact with that um, that gave you a certain impression about what people think it means to be gifted? And what do you think is the biggest misconception about gifted learners? Yeah, I think that um, I think that I had that misconception as well. Like I internalized the fact that you're not supposed to talk about um, intelligence. And I think, I think personally, uh, sometimes it's more about the fact that I have also seen what happens to people who aren't as good at standardized tests or the ways that our culture measures intelligence. And so I do think it's important to talk about how, you know, everyone has certain gifts and talents and intelligences and that it's not, you know, that some people are just inherently like quote unquote better than others, that that's not what giftedness is. And I think people misunderstand that when people say that they're gifted or that their child is gifted, it's not to say their child is better. It's to, it's that that's the only word we have to describe a certain group of people with certain abilities and a certain kind of social emotional profile. It goes, it's not just, you know, oh, they're ahead in this. It's also like, they're very sensitive and have trouble, you know, sometimes managing their emotions or they're very intense and only want to do what they're interested in for hours and hours. And if you try to take them away from it, it's going to be a problem. And so um, I, I, I think that for me, it is important for myself to kind of, um, it's something that I'm also still learning to do to not cringe at the gifted label. Uh, but, and I also really like Paula Prober's um, use of the term, the rainforest mind. Cause to me, that also really encapsulates a lot of the gifted experience. But um, I think, I think early on, I don't know if I got the message that giftedness was like wrong, but I think I got the message that like some of the intensities that I now know come along with giftedness were too much. Like I, I, when I'm around, when I was around people as a kid, I was, I would seem very shy and quiet, but then when I was around people who I knew, I would just talk and talk and talk. And so I got the, you know, um, people would call me chatterbox who knew me really closely. It was, it was actually just this one person, but I kind of learned, oh, wow, that's interesting. I didn't realize I talk more than other people when I'm around that or, um, yeah, so I think that just in other ways, the <clears throat> personality characteristics of gifted people was more of where I got the message that, you know, so something's off, that it's a problem, as opposed to something that I could see as a, 
a positive, a strength that I could work with. So, so you just um, touched on a, I hate to use the word trigger, but you mm-hmm. just triggered me in, in relaying that story, especially because you're female. Mm-hmm. Um, we send subliminal and downright overt messages to our smart young ladies that you have to, you have to conceal that. And so it definitely manifests itself in so many problems that are unnecessary. And I have a a son and a daughter. And so the way that I talk to them about this is similar, but it's also different. Like it's a struggle to know, like I won't tell them their IQs ever. I'm not going to tell them that. (laughs) Um, And I do, I have explained to them that they are gifted and what that means. But I, I find myself focusing more on their efforts. We say things in our house like um, we have a phrase, you need to Einstein it. It doesn't, what it means in our house is that you have to persist until you figure something out. Ah, so it's, and I also cool. help them to understand that Einstein himself says that it's not that he's so much smarter than people he was. But it was that he stuck with problems longer. And I tell him, it doesn't matter how smart you are if you cannot implement things. And so yeah. you have to develop an ability to be persistent, even when things are difficult. Um, one of my kids cannot tie their shoes. And it's because, <laughs> well, we haven't really taken the time to do it. But when emotional intensity comes in into play, it can be very difficult because um, they like to get things right the first time. Yeah. And that's a whole other thing to navigate through. Like, you just cannot do that. You have to read instructions. You have to figure things out. And I get it. I'm that way, too. But you have to develop those skills. So I want to come back to you feeling like you had the message that you sort of had to mask or hide your intelligence. How did that play out um, among your peers when you were in school? Particularly, I don't know, is there any grade level that sort of stood out to you where you could see it come into play, like elementary, middle school, or high school? Yeah, I remember um, in fifth grade, I had a teacher who was like, no, yeah, that was actually a positive. In fifth grade, I had a teacher, oh yeah, who got frustrated that I would raise my hand for every question <laughs> to answer every everything. And in third grade, that teach, it was a separate teacher in third grade who told me that she appreciated that because it let her know kind of where everybody was at. Like if I had a question about something, she knew that other people might have a question. But then in fifth grade, Cause I was always questioning things. Like I always just like, why, why this, why that, you know? And in fifth grade, my teacher would be like, yeah, kind of sent me the message that, you know, I'm doing a lot that I, that I'm, you know, raising my hand too much. And so I feel like there, I kind of got that message, but also just, yeah, I love what you talked about, about being a gifted girl or woman and getting those, Um, sexist messages, because that's something I'm very passionate about. I've noticed that a lot of the gifted girls I work with do not actively resist sexism, which I was like that as well. I was just like, hold on, 
this doesn't make any sense. Why would boys be inherently better than girls at things? My daughter definitely does. Right. It's like, what, how could you believe such a, you know, ridiculous thing? And so when I encountered that in the world, I was just like, kind of taken aback or shocked. Um, And, but the thing for me is that I've always been kind of aggressive or, bossy or what some people might call bossy quote unquote, or just like, uh, assertive, I'm just assertive. Exactly. I'm just not gonna, I'm not going to be quiet and I'm not going to take anything from anyone. And I think some of that may come from my mom, but I also do think there's this like drive that comes with giftedness where it's like, uh, strong sense of justice. <laughs> yes, a strong sense of justice. And so I was definitely someone who um, just wanted to prove that I was just as smart as the boys and that um, I, I was big into like, I like to debate, I like to argue. And so that's something that came out as well. But I think that sometimes that assertive or tough exterior that I displayed in school um, hid the more like social emotional vulnerabilities that I felt. So I was very confident in my abilities and like was not afraid to speak out and argue and da 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 in school. But then when it came to, you know, I had social anxiety. And so it's just, it's this weird, um, or interesting like complexity that I see also in other gifted kids is like this very strong self-confidence in some areas and then a very intense insecurity and self-doubt in other areas. And um, so, yeah, so that's kind of, that's something that I think uh, I struggled with at times, you know.